and welcome to another episode of Random Thoughts of a Traveling Salesman. Um, today, I kind of wanted to share a little bit of uh, some of the stories of my past, uh, some of the things that I've done that uh, I am not super proud of, actually. Um, so before I get into that, I, I do want to kind of make a blanket statement saying that uh, I, I do not condone these actions. Uh, I think that th- this is definitely one of those instances where you should learn from my mistakes. And, uh, you know, this is something that, I mean, well, okay, you'll, you'll understand once I get into it a little bit, but, um, you know, this is some of the, you know, kind of the darker side a little bit of, of traveling sales in and of itself. And, uh, again, I do not condone any of this. Uh, please do not replicate this in any way. Um, so let's let's just dive right on into it. So uh, this is a story. Um, it was back when I was in my early twenties, and um, you know, again, I was kind of still a bit of a greenhorn in uh, in the traveling sales gig. This was kind of in in the beginning where uh, I was definitely being influenced by the group around me and my boss at the time, which um, he was. Uh, who's definitely a rascal, still kind of is. I mean, he's uh, he's definitely grown up and he's matured. Um, he's a much better person now than he was back then. Um, but we had a hell of a time all the time. Um, the, the group of people that I worked with at uh, this particular company, it was a startup. Um, we felt absolutely invincible. We had uh, just this kind of swagger that was unmatched. I mean, it was amazing. I, 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 I loved it. Um, I thought we had definitely had a really good time. Um, so anyway, uh, this story in particular, um, so we as a group were all kind of coming together and we were launching, um, multiple sections of a state. So, uh, let's just say we had, and, and from, you know, to make it easier, we were launching multiple distributors within a state and, um, essentially what was happening, how we planned it originally, everyone drove in, uh, all of us had, uh, you know, sprinter vans, which I, I mentioned in, uh, in a, a bonus episode, which I'm not hundred percent sure if it's out yet or if it will be coming out. So, um, anyway, that could mean absolutely nothing to you at this point, but, uh, we all had these sprinter vans. They were rated for, I don't know, like fourteen hundred pounds of freight. I mean, again, there was there was not a whole lot. Um, you know, they were they were really made for, uh, you know, kind of putting some light equipment in, and, and that was pretty much it. Well, um, we calculated everything. We calculated the uh, weight of cases and the amount that we could do to max out as many sprinter vans as possible because one distributor ended up getting product. The other one that we were launching that same week did not. And uh, as much as I would love to say, you know, it's easy to snap your fingers and uh, all of a sudden product magically shows up. That's definitely not how it works. And uh, this was a scramble. I mean, this was something that we, uh, unfortunately, you know, it, it just sort of happened to us, uh, the truck wasn't leaving on time. We had everything planned out. We had everything like logistically planned out and then just things uh, kind of hit the fan a little bit. So we had to figure out how we were going to 
get everyone taken care of so that all of our travel plans and, and, you know, we're, we're set and ready to go. So, um, essentially what happened is multiple people drove in to, uh, kind of this central location where we were all picking up product from, uh, the, the one distributor that actually got their delivery and they had, you know, it was a massive delivery. We were just kicking everything off. Um, so it was perfect. It was perfect timing. It was perfect setup. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, so, you know, we load everyone up. I, I still have the picture somewhere of the five unbranded Sprinter vans that are all lined up next to each other. And then I also have a picture of the side rear wheel well and the fact that the, uh, I mean, if we if we had, you know, like a side-by-side -side comparison of here's how high it sits when it's not carrying freight. And then here's how high it is completely loaded down. It was not, it was dangerous. It was not great. Um, so anyway, we all get loaded up. Uh, every single one of us is, uh, I, I believe there were some going one direction and others, uh, you know, heading in another direction. So essentially we, we were all moving in one direction and then we split off at one point. It was, it was fantastic. Very well planned, very well orchestrated. Um, but, uh, you know, we collect everything. We're on our convoy. We're going down the highway. Um, it was within my territory, but I don't even think I was leading the convoy. I think somebody else had, uh, had the lead. Um, I think I was kind of like smack dab in the middle because I do remember at one point, and I, I'm, I'm sorry for those of you out there that are, uh, animal lovers. I'm an animal lover myself, but unfortunately, uh, roadkill happens, um, as, as we were all sort of heading, um, there was a turtle in the road and, uh, you know, all of us swerved and missed it except for one guy. Um, he was a little bit, <laughs> he was a few tacos short of a combination plate. If, if you, if you catch my drift, he was not all there. Um, and he hit it and, and it was, it was one of those things where I, th I think he kind of like clipped it and then it like shot off to one side and, uh, of course, somebody made the joke, uh, you know, something regarding Mario Kart or, you know, whatever. Like, hey, man, why are you firing a green turtle shell at me? And it's like, bro, just stop reading sports news while you're driving and pay attention to the road. That was actually kind of a thing with him. Um, I remember the first time I met him, it was it was snowing and uh, we were had like a two hour drive ahead of us. And through half of it, he was reading uh, articles on ESPN and sport, you know, whatever, whatever sport, I forget what sports team he was into, but he was just like all, 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 all in. And I'm just going, like, I'm going to die. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to die. Um, anyway, so, you know, big old convoy, um, you know, this is in the era of, you know, cell phones and Bluetooth. So we were all, you know, staying connected and, and, you know, texting, which again, please do not text and drive. It's very dangerous. It's against the law in most places. But this was kind of, you know, we were we were badasses, we were invincible. Um, so why why wouldn't we do it? But um, anyway, we all sort of get to our destinations, and um, you know, drop off product. Everybody's everybody's taken care of. Uh, we had one person that went off to uh, a distributor, and it was just them doing doing one specific distributor launch. I was doing one uh, by myself, and then the rest of the team, the other three people. And then my boss joined, so four went to uh, this this one specific distributor, distributor C, we'll call them. Um, 
and that and their job was to kind of launch them. So again, we were we we had kind of planned it out, and and really it was up to, um, you know, these distributors. Like, hey, how many of us do you want? We're trying to launch everything all at the same time. It just kind of makes sense. That way, we can bring a bunch of people in. We're not taking too many people out of their own territory for extended period of time. So it was a crew drive, if you're familiar with the term. Um, and and again, they're like, you know, however they said, well, we'll just need one. You know, we'll have them run with our people for you know, two different people over the course of two days. So we just need one person. Everything's great, you know, and fine and dandy. Um, you know, with me, I was at, uh, I was at the one location and they literally said, Hey, we're going to have you run with the brand manager hitting our top accounts. And then we're going to have like a little eh, kind of a company picnic, if you will. We're inviting all of our, you know, accounts in, you get to meet a lot of people, shake hands, kiss babies, We'll have barbecue. We'll have, you know, your products out for, uh, you know, showcase and, and people can touch it, see it, you know, taste it, whatever they, you know, whatever you wanted to do. Um, so that was great. Um, the, uh, the, the, the group of people, uh, they were a little bit different. They're, this was a, um, this was a distributor, you know, distributor C. They were extremely excited to have people in town. They said, we'll take as many people as you can give us. Um, we had multiple days in the field with multiple people. I mean, we were pretty much running around with every single person in the company over the course of two or three days, which was absolutely fantastic. It was a great way to get them launched. And that's, and that's what they wanted. That's how they wanted it. It was fantastic. So now let's get to, um, kind of the predicament that I ended up getting myself into. Um, uh, it was, I believe it was Wednesday, uh, of the week and essentially, I, I had, you know, like, um, you know, Monday, we all kind of traveled Tuesday. I had some, you know, meetings with, uh, you know, some, some local accounts, you know, stuff like that. And then Wednesday I was out with the brand manager. They had their, you know, company picnic, so to speak. And then after that picnic, I was to drive, I think it was about an hour and 45 minutes, maybe two hours from where I was to the distributor C where all the other folks were, were hanging out and having a good time. Um, well, the problem is, and this is one of those scenarios where I, I will, I will tell you this, it's okay to say no, or it's okay to use a few tricks to make it seem like you're still a part of the, the, you know, the, the fun and the festivities without, you know, putting yourself in a dangerous situation. So while I was there, I ended up drinking quite a few alcoholic beverages. Um, again, it was kind of people kept walking by and handing me something. And usually the, the easiest thing to do when that happens is, you oh, thanks. You, you grab it and then you kind of set it down next to you. And then you kind of walk away from it when you have the opportunity. And then you still hold the one thing that you have in your hand and you keep nursing, whether it's air or what I used to do is I would, you know, for example, um, you know, for the over 21 crowd out there, I'd have, uh, I'd have a beer in my hand. And once I finished that beer, I would fill that can with water, um, you know, club soda, seltzer water, anything like that, or juice. I mean, if, if that was, if that would help, um, you know, like apple juice or something, fill that can with that. And then I was essentially rehydrating. You drink one beer and then you're just hydrating the entire time. And what everyone perceives is that you are this rock star, man. Like this dude's put away like 20 beers 
and he's fine. Like he's he's feeling great. This guy is this guy is ethereal. And honestly, that was that was my goal. I wanted to be. Um, this sounds horrible, but I wanted to be this perfect human in their minds. Um, I would go to the extreme where if I was with someone in the field. I would not use the restroom around them. I would not, uh, like, I wouldn't take a break to, to go to the restroom. Uh, I wouldn't grab, um, you know, a coffee unless they were, uh, you know, a snack or, you know, whatever. And there were a few times where I was, I was hurting, whether I was, you know, maybe a little hungover or I was just exhausted from, you know, the week on the road. And uh, I would wait for that person to uh, maybe step away, you know, go check something and I'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to hang out here with, um, you know, this person and, you know, we'll just talk or, oh, hey, uh, I got to make a quick phone call. Um, you know, I'm going to, hey, my boss is calling. I'm going to head out to the parking lot real quick. I'll be back in in a minute. And that was fine. Again, that's kind of an easier way to excuse yourself. Everybody knows when the boss calls, you know, you got to pick it up. Uh, and then at that moment, I would kind of run to their car or, or my car, grab a energy drink, power bar, protein bar, whatever shove it into my face as quickly as possible down whatever, you know, energy drink I could just to get that boost. And, you know, again, walk in like nothing happened, you know, just kind of always being that positive influence, that cheerful person. Um, so again, like trying to be that ethereal viewed person, like I was there, I was a part of the festivities. Um, I, I do not remember how many alcoholic beverages I consumed, but I remember consuming enough where, I was feeling a little inebriated, um, not bad, but I was, you know, it's kind of that, if you know, it's like that pocket, you know, where you're like, you're feeling good. Um, you know, your inhibitions haven't been lowered enough where you're saying stupid stuff, but, uh, and, and you're still like, you know, able to function, but you know, everything's just kind of, you know, a, a little, a little fuzzy, you know, almost like a, like a flashback moment from an eighties TV series. Um, and, uh, and so essentially what happened is at one point, you know, the, like, you know, check my, check the time. And I thought, okay, I, I gotta go. Um, it also didn't help that I started to receive text messages and phone calls from, uh, my teammates that were at, you know, distributor C and, and they're like, Hey man, when are you getting out here? Uh, we're doing this, we're doing this, you know, we're, we're going to do karaoke. We're going to do this. And it's like, you know, get, get out here now, man, you know, leave, leave, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, text us. We'll tell you where we're at, man. We're going to burn this thing down. Uh, and not like in a physically burn it down, just more of like a, you know, we're going to party until we can't feel our faces. Uh, and then we'll maybe go a little bit further. So at one point I'm thinking, all right, well, I got to go. Um, you know, it's time for me to, to pack up my stuff and, and hit the old dusty trail, if you will. And I chose to, I chose to make the drive. Um, I, I did not know what my blood alcohol content was. I'm sure that I was below the, you know, 0 0.08, which is the legal limit for being intoxicated. But I was, I was on the board, you know, I was, I was probably hovering around that, you know, 0 0.04 to 0 0.05, maybe 0 0.06 area. Again, like it was in my system. Um, and I, I decided to get into my Sprinter van and drive for, like I said, almost two hours. Um, the good thing, though, is within that two-hour drive, you know, I, I filled up at a gas station, uh, grabbed myself, you know, some waters, some some sports drink, uh, you know, whatever I could grab. 
you know, some sort of meat stick that's going to burn my, my chest cavity and my throat after I've eaten it, but it's something greasy in my stomach and that's exactly what I needed at that moment. So, um, you know, within the two hours I had completely sobered up, which was not great. Uh, as I arrive, you know, I'm texting everybody. They're like, Hey, we're at so-and-so bar, you know, whatever, come on and come join us. And, uh, you know, I get there and of course everybody, everybody is, is at that peak, man. They're all at that point where they're just feeling good, having a great time. And I was sober Stanley and it was hard. I mean, you, you, when you are a part of the experience and you become inebriated at the same rate as everyone else, you don't realize the shift and when it happens. You just sort of experience everything within that spectrum and everyone's on the same page and it's great. If you are the designated driver, you also see, you know, the the sort of the, the line graph of things that are like, yeah, everything's going great and then everything is becoming a dumpster fire. So you at least can track and go like, okay, this is where it started, this is where it went and here's where we're going. Um, I was definitely on the downward uh, you know, spiral where they were all heading towards dumpster fire and I was completely sober, uh, which was a good thing. Mind you, I, I sobered up during my drive. Not that it's a good thing that I sobered up while driving, but um, you get my point. So anyway, as we get there, uh, people now know that I'm there and they realize that, uh, you know, I could use a drink and I need to get caught up. So uh, I don't know if it was a yard of beer, but essentially this really long tube um, that uh, the purpose of it is they fill it and then they put it on a table and then you can kind of pour your own. It's it's like a pitcher, but uh, it holds more. And uh, to me, I, I those things are those things are terrible. Um, I'm much more of a fan of the tap that is like kind of built into the side of your booth or table. Uh, because you at least get something that's carbonated consistently as opposed to if you have something in that tube, first of all, they're not going to clean it properly and the sides are going to uh, create a crap ton of bubbles because all of the little soap and dirt particles that are stuck to the side of it, um, your beer is going to go flat within after really almost immediately after the first pour or the first round of pours. And then anything at the end, you know, it's also going to keep getting, you know, more room temperature and uh, it's not great. So I, again, I think it's a terrible idea, but if you enjoy them, then please, uh, you know, you do not have to, to listen to me uh, regarding that. But uh, they had just gotten a yard of beer and they told me to chug it essentially. And uh, I'm not proud of this, but I chose uh, to throw caution to the wind and go for it. I consumed quite a bit of it. And then uh, a decent amount ended up spilling on me and my boss, which he thought it was hilarious, which is good. He was a great, he was a great dude. He was very, very happy-go-lucky when it came to this kind of stuff. Um, but uh, I needed to get caught up, you know, with everybody. That was that was kind of the idea. And I don't think we went anywhere else after that. I, I do think that it was a relatively short-lived uh, time once I got there. But um, you know, beer goggles do have a tendency to. Uh, you know, change perceptions of time. Uh, but I, I also remember, I mean, again, like we were out, we were drinking, it was late, maybe one, two o'clock when we were done. And unfortunately, all of us had 
uh, work with scheduled the next morning, some as early as six o'clock in the morning, others were lucky and they would get, you know, eight, nine. I was one of the lucky ones. I ended up going with the brand manager. And for me, it was a nine o'clock call time. And essentially we chose to, uh, instead of going to, uh, you know, an account or, or, you know, whatever first thing we got breakfast, um, you know, biscuits and gravy took me to a nice little place, uh, eggs, bacon, biscuits, gravy. It was absolutely perfect. Um, it was definitely the, the perfect start to the day. I, I wish, I, I wish I would have had everybody else there. I think it would have been really a good bonding moment for everyone to just kind of share, uh, their stories, their horror stories. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe pass around a, a bottle of you know Tylenol or something, not a sponsor. Um, but um, yeah, so I, again, I, I don't recommend going out and being uh, doing what I did. I, you know, if if you're going to consume copious amounts of alcohol, do not get behind the wheel of a car. Do not choose to drive two hours to go to another location where. People who have already consumed a copious amount of alcohol will then force you to do the same so that you can get caught up with them. Um, and if all of this happens, it's okay to say no. It's okay to go to the bartender and ask for a vodka soda with no vodka. They're going to look at you like you've got two heads, but you simply just say, look, I want you to... In, a, in whatever format you give a vodka soda to someone, usually it's in a rocks glass with ice and a, a lime wedge and a little red straw. Do that with just club soda. And then that way you can act like you're drinking with someone and you can still be a part of the fun. And they think, man, this guy is crazy. He's drinking vodka sodas like they're going out of style. Um You know, if you if you are so bold and maybe you have some urinary issues... Go with a vodka cranberry uh, with no vodka. Just ask for a little squirt of um, club soda or even just a little of water or Sprite or something. You know, that way uh, it looks like you're consuming some alcohol. Um, you know, you're, you're still a part of the, the party. And, and I think it is a little bit easier, especially now, um, you know, mocktails are, are becoming a little bit more you know, readily available. You know, non-alcoholic spirits are a thing. Um, you know, people are looking for non-alcoholic cocktails, and I think that's fantastic because if all of those things were available when I was going through this, I would definitely have gone that route to save myself, to save other people. And I'm not, no one, no one died in the process of any of this. No one was hurt. No one was harmed. Um, I just, I, I, I do not recommend any of this, uh, you know, to you. I also feel bad because. Um, you know, all of us got together and we were all, I mean, we were just, we were, we were tight. We were a tight group of people. And the one person that went to uh, distributor B, I was at distributor A, left to go to distributor C. This other person just went to distributor B. They had a phenomenal time, uh, but uh, were not invited to the festivities. And I feel bad looking back at that now. I feel like this is not, it's not me. Um, I try to be as inclusive as possible. You know, now that I'm a little older, a little wiser, uh, I, do, I do feel bad. I mean, I and we all kind of made fun of that person. And uh, if anybody out there that I used to work with who knows this story, uh, they will know exactly who I'm talking about. I do apologize for that sound. I needed to take a drink. Um, and 
Again, I'm I'm really sorry about that. Like I said, I'm trying. I I've said this before. I'm trying to make this as real as possible. Um, trying not to edit it. And and there's there's you know, it's two sides to that. I I don't feel like I'm really that great at editing. Uh, I will get better as this journey continues. Um, but I also want this to be real. I, I'm a human being, and I I do not need to be an ethereal figure for all of you. Um, mysterious, yes, I will take that because I, I do want to share. Stories uh, that I'm not proud of, and stories of my coworkers and friends and people that I've that I've talked to that are also not super proud of that, and I don't want them to be put in any kind of um, you know negative space or or in any uh, you know have anybody's light be changed. Um, but uh, I, I you know the, the the funny thing is distributors see that. Uh, you know, we did this big launch for it. They ended up being one of my favorite distributors while I was at this company. And they didn't produce a lot of business for us, but the relationship was so strong that I often went to their area to work with their team and their people. And it was less, like less of a force when it came to selling in the market and it, it more often than not it was if they knew I was coming to town everybody would amp up their sales the week before so that when I showed up it was like this this tour of hey check this out you know we 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 did this over here we got this display or we got this you know rocking and rolling over here we got this person on board you know they're they've agreed to sell x amount of you know whatever um and so it was really cool. It was exactly what you want out of a distributor. You want to motivate them and their team to work for you. So because as a person, you know, at that time I covered multiple distributors, I covered multiple states. It's difficult to be one person and have such a large territory to cover and uh, you know, time management is is a huge deal with that. The the problem is and this is of course um, you know, hindsight, I guess, because they were so good at what they did and because they respected and appreciated me and uh, they were they, they had that relationship. They're like, man, I love this guy. I'm going to work hard to sell his stuff because I know he's a good dude and I like his product and uh, I want to support him the best way that I can. Um, really, I should have just let them, you know, go on the back burner and then spent more time with the folks that needed my attention. Um, but the problem is sometimes it is a fish where the fish are situation. And uh, that way you can kind of make a lot of progress in a really short expanse of time. Um, and, and plus some of those troublesome partners that just don't want to do anything, you're wasting your time. Um, you know, your, your manager, your boss, your supervisor, they may not see it that way, but I'm definitely a, you know, work harder, not Oh man, work smarter, not harder kind of person. Um, you know, if, if there's going to be, and I hate saying this because it makes me sound a little lazy, but it, it's not really, it's that sales mentality of we're always chasing that high of, you know, making that sale, closing the deal and, and getting that adrenaline rush and getting that, that dopamine release and just feeling, you know, like you're on cloud nine and then you can, most companies will have some form of, you know, share, whether it's, um, you know, now on, you know, some of the social media apps that are out there, some of them have internal, um, you know, chat based systems 
where you share what you're doing. And, and I, you know, I'm, I don't really like those, but if I have something that is a slam dunk and I'm really proud of it, I will definitely share it. And those are the kind, if you can really make a, make a hit, um, that's definitely going to be something that, uh, that you're going to be proud of, that you're going to feel great about. And those guys were, were fantastic. I ended up actually, uh, doing a program with them where we were doing big displays of product for 4th of July, I think some kind of summer holiday. Maybe it was just for the summer. And, uh, we ended up getting these like tower smokers. This was before, you know, like big green eggs were, were a thing. Uh, maybe they were, maybe they were a thing at that point, but they, I mean, ridiculously expensive. I think I ended up getting like five or six of these smokers for the price of one big green egg. And, uh, you know, they look cool and, you know, whatever. And man, I'll tell you, I was, I did my best. Uh, I, I was trying to like, you know, brand them with the, you know, company logo. Uh, I tried a couple of different things, you know, a little spray paint stencil that didn't work. So I ended up just knuckling down and getting big stickers made that I just slapped on the front of them. And of course, as I'm telling these these reps that are building the displays and putting them up, I'm like, please, for the love of God, take this sticker off before you use it. Tell whoever gets this to take the sticker off before they use it because it will melt. It will melt onto it. The sticker is for display purposes only. Again, I wanted to make it permanent. I wanted to make it like a nice permanent brand, but I had no idea what I was doing. And uh, I know now uh, that I, I, I could have done things a lot different and... Uh, I probably could have made something that was a little bit more, a little bit more impactful, a little bit cooler and a little bit more permanent, but that's, you know, that's not the point. But again, these, these guys, this was something that I, you know, I think it was like, I don't know, 50 cases, hundred case drops, you know, in, in some of these stores. And it was fantastic. We did a little text to win, uh, at each of the locations, each location had their own smoker to give away. It was super, super successful. We had a lot of people that were really excited about it. And, uh, you know, we moved through a lot of product. There were, I think there was one location that did not do very well and they just sort of sat on a bunch of stuff. And eventually, you know, we kind of had to shift some stuff around so that we could, you know, push it through the market or, you know, whatever. Cause I, we, we couldn't pick it up. Um, that was not really a part of the, of the deal, but they were able to, I don't know, make it go away. Maybe they discounted it. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but it was absolutely fantastic. It was a really fun program. And I knew that I could do it with those guys because they trusted me. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's the thing. I mean, some of these, some of these experiences, some of these party moments, that's when you can really make a connection with a customer and that's going to make the different, all the difference in the world. However, you do have to be safe. You do have to be smart about it. Um, there's, uh, not too long after that, um, there was a guy that I, I, I met a few times in passing, um, and he was a representative for, you know, another company. Um, you know, he, I was actually, it's actually, he worked for a company that I, I highly respect. And, um, you know, he did a lot of traveling. Essentially it was, it was kind of this, this hour drive from one town to the next. Like that was kind of his area. It was a little bit, it was a lot smaller than, than what I've dealt with in the past or what I'm dealing with now. Um, but, uh, there was one, one weekend where he was doing an event and, um, he, 
as as he was as he was kind of going through his event, uh, he was consuming you know a lot of his product, which was alcohol at the time. Um, and unfortunately, when he was driving home, uh, something happened. He got into a car accident and uh, and he passed. Um, and that is that moment right there was very eye opening for me because when when you're when you're young you can have a tendency to think that you're invincible because you tempt fate you 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 know you're pushing yourself all the way up to the line and going no 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 it's fine it's not going to happen to me like i'm i'm totally fine like everything's great i did this and look at me now um no and and again i don't i i didn't dive too much into you know the specifics but yeah he was he was intoxicated uh, and and he he passed in in his car crash. Um, I don't know if he was the one that was at fault, but either way, um, you know he's no longer with us. And I, I think that those are stories that people need to hear because um, we all need to be a lot more careful uh, than than we are at times. Um, you know, I'm I I was I have been an idiot in the past. I've learned from those mistakes, and I hope that you can learn from my mistakes, not only in this, you know, kind of short, uh, brief little story, uh, but in some of the ones that I tell in the future. Um, like I said in the beginning, I do not condone any of the, this behavior. Uh, drinking and driving is not good. Driving while under the influence of anything, whether it's, um, you know, marijuana, alcohol, any other kind of drug, um, not okay. Uh, you're, you're not only putting your life at risk, uh, but you're putting other people's lives at risk as well. And, um, you know, you don't want to be the reason why somebody loses a member of their family. Um, and you don't want to be, you don't want alcohol to be the reason why you do not get to experience all of what life has to offer for you. Um, so anyway, I hate to, hate to end on, on a little bit of a grave note, you know, again, um, I do want to say thank you again for for coming along with me on this this journey for being here. Um, please feel free to reach out if you guys have any questions, comments, uh, any suggestions for me. The email address will be in the description of this episode, and you can also interact with your preferred version of uh, podcast format. And uh, again, thank you so much for being here today, and I will catch you in the next episode.